0: Hey, welcome in, welcome in. So, this is the second time we're doing it. I'm just gonna say that right now. But uh, yeah, so welcome to the welcome <laughs> to the podcast, Lat. We, uh, you are a FTB member. You are a uh, moderator on our Discord server. Um, so I was really excited to have you on because I know that you sort of have your finger in a lot of parts of the community. So I wanted uh, to just, uh, you know, how, how did you get into all this? How did you end up? Uh, being part of FTB and everything. So, it all started, like, I think it
1: was 2014. So, initially, I made an add-on for EE3, and that was right after the second version, which had, like, you know, EMC condensers and all that cool stuff, Uh but the third one changed it a lot, and it didn't have anything. So, I made a condenser mod that just re-added that. That somehow got really popular, like, on YouTube, because... I was used to having like, ten views on my videos, and this one suddenly had like, seven k and more, mm-hmm. and that's how one of the uh, now original members of FTB, uh, T Fox, he just found my video, and back then I don't think he was an FTB yet, and he just kind of like asked me, hey, do you want to like, can I use this mod in my mod pack? Do you want to join our community? Do you want to play on that? So I did, and then I joined him. We played Minecraft a bunch, um, I kind of like moved to moderating the server and so on, and then he left, and he came back after a year or two, and he was already in FTB and he said like, hey, that's a cool mod you have on your server, what's that, um, and that was right after Bucket had died, I basically just made a, um, you know, the the Bucket Forge thing, that was Caltron or something, I don't know, it was something weird. So basically, I made a replacement for that just so we have a public server running safely with, you know, like, chunk claiming and home command and stuff like that. And then he saw this and was like, hey, that's pretty cool. Like, basically, do you want to make this for FTB as an official mod? And that's kind of how I got there. Basically, they just took me and they labeled my mods FTB utilities and...
0: So okay, well, so it was a that. little bit. It was pretty natural. You just sort of just flowed into the into the community. Yeah,
1: it was. It was basically T Fox finding me.
0: Yeah, that's all. All there
1: is. Yeah,
0: that's really cool. So from there, you made FTB utilities, and obviously you've made. Oh a yeah, bunch I of... made
1: a bunch of other mods as well. Like it started with just that, but then it moved on to quests, and it moved on to bunch of pack specific things like for Academy and. You know, there was a lot of FTB mods. I, I actually can't name them all probably. <laughs>
0: which one are um, you most proud of?
1: I think like it, it, it's weirdly, it has never really been utilities. That was just like, yeah, this is big. This is pretty cool. How I've made some separate specific things like claims with a GUI, which I don't think has done, is been done before because traditionally you use the command like F claim or something like that, Mm -hmm. but I made it with a GUI, and I was pretty proud of that, but then I made the quest mod, and I think quest mod is my favorite FTB mod, because just because of how how into, well, I was really into modding, like, I just, I don't know, it kind of came to me like, I really want to do this, like, that was something I really came back every day to just keep adding and adding to it.
0: So what big, we, I, yeah. I I've noticed it just from communicating with you over over a bit, like I know you're really quick in the way that you do things. I mean, just with an example, we we have a bot on our server that you um, that you made on our Discord server, and you're just and you're just boom, 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 like super quick. So I mean, where did you learn to program? Where are you traditionally taught? Are you self taught? Um, What's up? That was really interesting. Uh,
1: so initially, that was very long time ago. I think like. 11-12 years anymore. probably more like 11 I used to make little games with GameMaker 8 and that was just like uh. mostly you just put like bricks together like you know like if blocks was basically just like drag and drop type of thing Yeah. but then I tried to get into more advanced things and then I saw oh you can't do this you have to write a script and I was like oh okay so I'm just going to copy paste this from websites and then I used I think that was I don't really know what language that was, to be honest. I haven't looked at it in, in a decade. I think it was some kind of JavaScript or whatever. Mm-hmm. So basically, just started with scripting there. But then, I, I, had, I used to do a lot of electronic stuff with, like, Arduino. But before that, um, I, I wanted to buy an Arduino. So I ordered it, but it would not come until, like, two weeks later. And meanwhile, I was just kind of looking at code... I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't able to run it because I didn't have an Arduino. But I just read the code for two weeks until I really <laughs> understood it yeah. from reading it. It's it's so weird because um, oh, it's obviously in English, so it's not that difficult. But it's basically like if I was reading a Latin book until I understood it. Right. So that was kind of super weird. But from there, I learned a little bit of C then it moved on to Java, and then modding, Minecraft. And just just modding is, like, a lot of people say that you shouldn't learn from modding. Uh, you shouldn't learn Java. You should learn Java first somewhere else. Uh-huh. That's something a lot of modders will tell you. Like, you know, you first go learn Java from here and there, you know, use this source. I don't think that's really good like sure you should learn basics if you don't know any programming but um, I think Minecraft is a really good example of something where you learn as you go because you have that really quick visual response like if you want to add a block it's there in the game you Mm -hmm. can you can see it you can you know you can modify
0: it quite easily and yeah. So do you? I'm actually really interested in the fact that you brought up game maker as sort of your entry point into it because I think a sort of a hot take, you know, I guess it would be a hot take by me. Like the a lot of people don't like MC Creator and I don't know MC Creator. Hmm. They but I hmm. kind of see that as like a game maker esque mod for Minecraft because it's sort of it a, it's a stepping stone. Um, and and do you have that same sort of opinion? Because I, I think it's sort of a meme that it's bad, but I, I think it has its place. Right. No, okay, see, I don't hate the concept. Um
1: let's see I just left the studio. <laughs> um I don't hate the concept. I think it's a good idea. It's just that um the problem with M creator or whatever people yeah. pronounce it, is that like I haven't used it myself that much, but I just know it generates weird codes. Like, there was recently a, a snippet of code posted somewhere, and you know, instead of like, normal uh, if-else function, it generates if and then not if. Like, it, it does weird stuff because it's auto-generated code. I see. Um, And that I think that is the problem, why people don't like it. Also, you know, obviously they're licensing it, but that's yeah. Not- that's not really an issue with the concept i think the concept of generating code is bad because it can be unpredictable that's why people don't like it like it would could it could create an issue that crashes and you don't know how to fix it because you didn't write it that no one did yeah like you, you can't really you would have to know what mcreator generated for you to fix it so i think like i always suggested as an alternative would be to write a basically like a layer, like a mod loader that would read scripts. So basically, I eventually did that. I just wrote, you know, the js that yeah. basically was kind of like something in between data packs and modding, because you can still add blocks, you can still listen to events of, like, player opening a chest or whatever, but it's written in closer to plain text than modding is because you don't have to build it you don't have to um you know decompile minecraft and use forge and all that you just kind of you know write
0: scripts that does if chest opens say something in chat or whatever so you think it's like a happy medium between the two extremes yeah yeah that's okay that's
1: how i wanted to be it to be because i think that is a good solution like any of these i mean not just mine i mean any of these tweaker mods that let you modify Minecraft with a little bit of JSON files or scripts or anything. Like Worldgen. I think Kafka has a whole thing where it just replaces Minecraft Worldgen and you can just write a big-ass JSON file to change it and all that. So I don't yeah, to, to answer the question, basically, I don't hate the concept, I just don't really like how M creator
0: does it. Gotcha. That's And that's totally fair. I think, yeah, in the implementation it's a little bit odd, but I do appreciate the way that it kind of... Hopefully, I mean, the, the end goal would be people jump to, uh, you know, quote-unquote, real modding, but... Yeah, this um, is,
1: like, they kind of, they got introduced to modding. I think it shows you the code it creates as you go. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's like a window. There is, So yeah. you can kind of see what's happening. So I assume a lot of new modders who have used mCreator before, what they actually do is they just make a new forge mod. And then they, you know, write that code in mCreator and then copy paste it in their new mod. I mean, that's, that's probably a way to do it.
0: I, I, yeah, I could see, and then maybe learning best practices and cleaning it up later would probably be, be a good idea. It's um, also a lot, like, it's dependent a lot on
1: the person itself. Like, if they want to go and ask for help, and a lot of new people to modding, and especially new to programming, they get frustrated a lot when someone doesn't answer them right away, or that someone doesn't, like, they someone just, you know, they from their perspective they just come into the discord they ask for help and then someone screams at them like well this is bad and you know you shouldn't do that but that's all you know you don't know how to do anything else yeah you know that's um but yeah i don't think it's uh, a terrible introduction
0: that's good to yeah programming in general to to switch kind of gears a little bit I, I there was something that kind of caught my eye when you were talking about um uh the the game creator stuff is or, and with especially with the arduino i find it really funny that you mentioned that you you basically spent two weeks just reading code because you couldn't have the arduino mm-hmm. till then i i I think that's like when the best sort of creativity and like passion comes from is when like you're you're you don't have the thing at your fingertips to do it like you're that like want kind of drives it like when I was younger I didn't have a computer that could run video editing software but I had mm-hmm. my mom mistakenly bought me the program and the box and everything and thinking that it would run on our computer at home at the time mm-hmm. it was like some Pentium you know shitty computer yeah, and yeah. so I spent like months reading the the documentation on it that was in the box and I learned everything about the program without even using it and then finally when I got a computer that could do it like i i feel like i knew way more because like of the restrictions that were put on me if i just got a computer that like was able to run it right off the bat and and uh could and could just load it on like i feel like i would just get bored in a bit but because you know boredom sort of breeds inspiration i think i think that's really cool like it, it and that's that's kind of a big problem is that we have so much available to us i feel like people don't take the time and delve into stuff you know um yeah um
1: yeah, this is why I like things like uh, Ludum Dare or any kind of competition that puts limitations yes. on you. Yeah. Um, for example, like coding, uh, like exercise marathons or whatever they're called, is basically when you know some it gives you a task that you have to complete, but it tells you, you know, you can only use up to four kilobytes of RAM, or yeah. you can only do this and that, and you have to figure out how to creatively make this work. Um, but also not be terrible the the you know <laughs> um i think notch used to do a lot of these like he has a yes. bunch of other games tons of, of them and I, I like a lot of them uh not gonna lie like I've, I've, i i looked at the code of his 4k minecraft thing and i i literally can't read it it's it's so complicated <laughs> and simple like it's just a couple lines but then you start up the game and you're actually in a 3D world moving around yet there is nothing about loading images or anything it just does it all with code and it's that's that's impressive to me
0: oh yeah yeah the the looking back at the way that Older coders and it is it, you know had to deal with the limitations that they have. It, I have insane respect for them, like being able to. Oh yeah, for sure. Like back then, like instead of having a full sprite, they would just have one sprite and mirror it in code because that would save literally half an image, you know. And yeah that, yeah, that 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 kind of stuff is just is super cool, and I love reading about that. And and I think that that can be translated into modding in that like if you have that sort of optimization mindset, like it ends up making a better mod. Would you agree?
1: I oh, would, yeah, definitely. I, like, I have this. um Basically, the reason, you know, a lot of people claimed my mods are super good with servers and performance. And that wasn't because I was like trying to make them optimized. That was because I couldn't not make them unoptimized. <laughs> un- right. So many double negatives. Um, that was, I had like a really shitty laptop. That I was making mods on and I was it was basically incapable of running just Minecraft alone and yet like I had to make mods on it and if I couldn't run my mod I knew no one can mm-hmm. so I had to make my mods ex- like as optimized as possible um you know when it comes to rendering when it comes to sending network stuff that all had to be minimized as much as I can, because yeah, I I had to, like, otherwise I couldn't even, you know, make my mods myself.
0: Yeah, it was a necessity. And that's
1: where I developed this mentality of constantly optimizing before. Like, I do it before the code is made. I just kind of plan out Mm -hmm. what I want to do and how I want to do it. And then I just think, okay, so if I'm going to send some ID, I might as well just kind of store map on both sides and then only sends a smaller integer value or whatever. And, you know, a lot of optimization is done, especially for quests. (laughs) Well, yeah, you're dealing...
0: You're making a a mod that, I mean, is being used pack-wide. Like, it's not something that... It's basically something that's front and center at all times, so it needs to be able to run correctly, because it's not just a mod Mm -hmm. that, like, sits in the background until you want to play with it. You know, quests is a is a focal point of, of a mod pack yeah, usually yeah. so it needs to work well. It does.
1: Um and someone came on my Discord and then like reported of a um like a report of network issues. They posted, Yeah, I'm using this mod and this sends like half a gigabyte over the time, but yours does like a megabyte and it's at most and that's like so good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it
1: really makes me glad when people like it.
0: That's great. Yeah, because I mean, I feel like a lot of the community, I mean, it skews younger usually. I mean, maybe modded skews a little bit older, but I mean, the base requirements of Minecraft are low when it comes to system performance. So I think a lot of people maybe don't have beefy computers or beefy network or anything like Mm -hmm. that. Um, If we were modding like a, you know, a AAA super graphically intense game, I'm sure you wouldn't need to worry too much. But Know Minecraft every it's appealable to everyone, so you need to be able to make your mod work for everyone. Um, a
1: lot of people get surprised that, um, you know, when you tell them, Yeah, you need four gigabytes to run this mod pack, they're like, Wait, what? Normal Minecraft runs on two, yeah, exactly, or one, even like, Hey, what the hell? (laughs) But, um, and this is like interesting that I this is something I thought about in Minecraft. Like, let's say a mod pack is at most 200 megabytes. Right mm mm-hmm. with all the like if you have like custom images for main menu and all that that's it can be a lot, but it's it's about two hundred megabytes, but then there's games like g t a five, which is fifty gigabytes, and yet it loads just as fast or faster right, right. um so how <laughs> what the hell like <laughs> well without getting it, too it tec- seems so weird
0: without getting too technical, how would you i mean Do you view that as, like, a big barrier to entry or problem with modding Minecraft in general right now? Do you see any solutions, or what do you think? No, I
1: don't. Um, Like, that's something that... I don't think it can be fixed. It's just the way it works. Um, It wasn't ever made for... Like, Bedrock Minecraft, for example. That one loads pretty fast, and it's very optimized, and it runs on all devices pretty equally. Like, mobile, even. Yeah. And that's because, mostly, because it was just built from scratch. Like, if micro... And a lot of people say Java is bad. I completely disagree. Java is basically as fast as C++. And, yeah, it uses more memory. But even that can be solved with proper, you know, getting rid of it. Um, Not keeping things around in caches and stuff like that. Um, but it's, it's it's Minecraft itself. It's just been over so much. Like it's been ten years of constantly adding and changing things. In yeah. It. And Bedrock is so good for performance only because it was written completely anew in a different language by different people. With a different mindset. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was already made with the thought that we need to optimize this right away. It's not gonna be possible to make mods for it. <laughs> not with the mod law they're like now, but we can figure out something else. And they did, they made data packs, they made add-ons, which is also pretty cool. Yeah. The yeah. modders really hate them, but
0: they're <laughs> well, not that bad. I, th- I think modders don't realize the uh, the future that we could have had if, if, it, uh, mm-hmm. if Microsoft went a different way. Like, uh, I remember, I mean, I've been around forever and I remember when when Microsoft bought them out, it was just like it was Armageddon. Like everyone was thinking, "Oh, oh yeah. that's it. That's it. We're done. Java's dead. You know, fucking pack it up." But I, I mean, the way that it's been handled, it may not be the best. I'm sure people don't like some things that go on. But really, we have to we have to appreciate what we got and like the fact that they allow people to make a living from mods. They allow. People to you know moderate mod the, these the, the crazy things into the Java version, and then there's also ways that people can do it in Bedrock in a little more friendly way. That it can you know, people don't realize that it needs to run on PlayStation, and s- I think it runs on yeah, Switch yeah. too. Yeah, there's a Switch version of it. So it's, it's the just same like, code base too. Ex- exactly. So. Yeah. So it needs to run on everything. So you can't have these complex th- things that'll crash it all the time. Um, it, it's unfortunate. Really? It's unfortunate, but we have a happy medium, I think, here, with with Java and Bedrock coexisting. You know, it's not like we're not getting the same. It's features. really
1: not that bad as yeah. some people think. It's first of all, we have to be glad that they allow it at all. Exactly, like they have Bedrock. It makes so much more money, and it has, I think, twenty times more sales than Java Edition. It does in total. Yeah. And it costs more and it probably uses you know, gives them a lot more headache with the constant crashes and everything. And they just continue working on it. You yeah. Know? It, it's it's ris- not like even the... sure they you could say that they use it for like a testing platform for new features, but that's not really true because Bedrock gets that update right away as well. Right.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't, so, I don't yeah. see the argument there. I, I think I think we should focus our energy a little bit you know in different places which segue um if if you have any opinions i mean there's kind of been a shake-up in the modding community right now if, if there's anything to worry about it would be this overwolf thing that's happening um how do you how do you feel how i mean from the ftb side from a personal side how are you feeling about this uh this purchase so
1: from personal side side i don't care really like <laughs> in the end it's just a place where i put my mods on and then i get back to revenue from that and it's easy for people cuz they have a launcher where you can just click and install um you know it's it's just very convenient for everyone right um it's i don't i really always put aside personal issues with people or websites or whatever when it comes to users like if i don't want to personally put something um you know for example like a web server I prefer to keep everything on my own home server even right. if it you know crashes every now and then or something goes wrong I just like to have that control over my own stuff more than it would be with any hosting company but when it comes to mods it's just a um it's just convenient for everyone and from FTB's side uh, we will still keep all FTV mods there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there's no reason for us to remove them. Packs, however, will probably still be removed. Like, there's no... There's nothing in for us to keep them there. Yeah. You know, because we have our own launcher. It's just... Um... Yeah. <laughs> but for uh, <laughs> yeah, mods... It's, it just is and... what
0: it is, right? We just got to wait.
1: Yeah, yeah. And mods also FTB mods will just stay there. Because also it's like for a long time, uh Slow didn't like he wanted to remove mods alongside the packs because just, just because we were done with the uh, Twitch. Yeah. It was nothing personal, it's just you know, just contract ended and all that. Yeah. And not gonna lie, we were quite confused at the time because they didn't tell anything why did the contract end You know that it just ended and that's it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um our numbers were going up in all pack downloads and everything. So there was no statistical reason, but I guess now we know why because most likely because of this purchase. Yeah. But um but for mods slow changed his mind and said basically that you know by removing mods we only hurt People that use them, and pack makers, because a lot of people use FTV mods, and there was no point in doing that. It's just petty to do it, basically. So we're keeping them there.
0: Makes sense. Yeah, like the like packs are are one thing for sure. People can get that on the launcher, but yeah, you're right. I mean, like yeah. they they sort ftb mods have sort of expanded to be. You know, people use them for everything. I mean, I've used it in personal packs for for backups and stuff. I mean, it yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter it, in terms of if it has the FTB name on it or not. I think that's great. Um, so when it comes to the the switchover, are you are you are you worried for the future? I mean, about of well of CurseForge or I'm gonna
1: lie, I don't think they handled the AMA very well. Um, mm-hmm. from the, from what I read. It just you know, it, it just seemed like they don't know a lot of stuff. Uh which is understandable, they just got it. But I like I at least hope that there would be more people from each community that they yes, absorbed. Yeah. You know, like if they hadn't modded Minecraft representative that would be able to answer questions that we asked. Um, I think Yeah, yeah, Jared made a lot of good questions there, I think. Uh there was
0: Someone else was it? Cr? Yeah, I'm Cr sorry. put put a big question uh, up yeah. there. I got an answer. it answers about monetization. Yeah, I I mm-hmm. think I yeah. think if they, I really hope and it seems I kind of got the the gist of it from from the AMA. But I hope they um don't apply the same mentality to each community. You know what I mean? Because it's not gonna yeah, it's, it's not gonna work. So hopefully it's,
1: that that's really good point. Um, for example, modded Minecraft is really split um like there is forge and there's fabric and there's even more loaders coming away yeah, coming this way and you know but it's not that simple as just to put mods on there and that's it like there's a lot of aspects to it like you know you can't run forge and fabric mods together but you can run light loader and forge mods together or something like that you know as um Someone should know about this, and also something people should understand. There is how library mods work and dependencies and all that.
0: Yeah. So um, it doesn't so it doesn't tank point value and stuff, right?
1: Yeah. Well, that's well, we kind of figured out how the how the system works, you know. Yeah. So a lot of modders have been a little bit cheating with it. I admit myself too. Um, <laughs> you know how you can just. Um, Split Not really mods intentionally, and stuff. you can just chain dependencies one after another, and that will just kind of boost your points a bit. Yeah. Um, there is a difference between using that for good reasons and using that for literally just gaining points. Because I've seen a lot of people make a mod that they make a useless library for it and stick a dependency on it, and that's it. They never make another mod um for example my library is used by i think pretty much every ftp mod and if it doesn't use it i don't have a depth on it there's a bunch of mods like uh, banners mod or whatever they just don't have any dependencies because they're not necessary yeah and i used to like dependencies is another whole thing people love making library mods just because they eventually get lazy they kind of want to like not copy our code they just want to stick it in one place and do it the way they do it and then they kind of get stuck in this way and um i've seen a lot of i would call them toxic libraries which start out with good intentions like you just want to simplify your code you can want to update your mods faster Uh, if something breaks in the library you just update it and that that's it like it just works, it's fixed for all five mods that depend on it. But when it comes to moving for Minecraft versions, they usually try to drag old features along. Um, for example, things like setting the registry name of the block. It used to be done differently, and now that changes to events. And some people say, well, no, I don't want to break 20 of my mods. So instead, I'm just going to use this really bad reflection hack to access that private method and change it with my library. And then it just gets worse and worse with every version. Just ban- it Just don't band-aids like on top adding of band-aids. One small hack. And it just kind of like gets infected with all this. Um, and I used to do that. I admit, I had this... Um, I don't remember what specifically, but I just know I've done like not, not good stuff with libraries that just keeps adding and adding. And then one version you decide, well, no, it's time to clean it up. And then you just look at all your old code and it's, oh my God, what the hell did I write? Like, what is this? (laughs) I want to slap myself.
0: (laughs) I think that happens to a lot of people, especially just, I mean, it, you know, hindsight's 2020, that kind of stuff. Um what uh kind of move into F- to ftb a little bit what uh where do you see it now how what plans do you guys have now and and maybe even like a five year sort of thing what i mean we're kind i mean minecraft is is surprisingly as strong as ever um mm-hmm. so i mean it's not like it's going i don't to think away it'll
1: anytime die soon.
0: anytime soon no so i mean what do you yeah what do you guys have in the store now that one sixteen's out
1: well five years that's uh it's a massive time span. That's basically <laughs> right, go more a- than I've been in FTB. All right, let's go a year. Um, but just like in any unknown time in future, um, we're already starting to do more Bedrock because that's, uh, that's where all the people are going to. And I feel like once they make more add-ons, uh, more additions to their add-on API, more and more modders will move to it because... uh, Bedrock is actually really nice. Obviously, it's a lot of, like, income comes from that, with all the Bedrock add-ons. But um, it's not as bad as people think. Like, people just say, oh, you can just, like, change a texture or whatever. You can change a recipe and that's it. But that's not true. Um, Bedrock actually has a JavaScript API that you can do stuff with. Um, And yeah, you can make Pretty complex add-ons. I've seen some really good stuff on the Minecraft store, uh, store. Oh yeah. But yeah, that's one thing. More, we have. We always have a couple more packs coming up. Um I'm working on one now with Soniker, who's basically the new pack maker guy for overseer of all pack maker guys. There is. University mod pack, which Aaron has been talking about for a year now, I think, constantly. <laughs> uh, yeah, the pack I'm working on is an island pack. It's just going to be like skyblock, but in the middle of ocean. And you have like, the story is your uh, boat has crashed. And then you pick up metal scraps and salvage the parts from the boat. And then that's how you start off with... Building primitive technology stuff, you know it's going to use a lot of create mod, it's going to have all that good stuff
0: yeah and yeah,
1: and there's a there's a bunch more packs we have planned. I actually want really wanted to do get into pack making, but make completely different packs. You know the traditional FDB packs are um like a kitchen sink pack. Then there is your expert pack. Then there is some kind of skyblock pack. Uh, and then there's variations of expert versions of those and so on. But we never really do RPG-style packs. That's one thing I kind of wanted to do. And, but then there's also a pack where it's entirely throwing out Minecraft and replacing it with a game. So, you are still in Minecraft, but you're playing a different game, basically, you know, like resource collection or uh, whatever things Hypixel has. But that's, I don't know really how they call it uh, mini games. That's what it is. Right. So, I was going to do some kind of mini game, but it's really hard to come up with a unique mini game these days because pretty much everything has to be done. And that's also kind of true for mods. You really. Whenever I come up with an idea, there's always gonna be coded or someone else telling me, Oh, this is already done. This idea is shit. Damn it. I thought this is original. But no.
0: (laughs) Well do you like I mean um, I mean but when you were making quests
1: after ten years of modding.
0: Yeah, and when you were making quests, I mean there was obviously HQM and when you're making backup there was Aroma backup. Like so do you do you Mm -hmm. see I mean there's obviously a lot of these mods that
1: are uh quotes loans of other mods. But not really. I've never like whenever I make a mod, I don't look at how the other mod does it. I've actually never played a quest pack before. I think the no I have I played agrarian skies many years ago and that wasn't even better questing. That was I think HQM. It was HQM
0: at the time, yeah.
1: And I didn't actually probably didn't finish the pack more than three quests because that's how bored I used to get from manka um it's so basically the way i make mods is how i imagine i would want to use questing mod and that's how i made it and a lot of people complain about the ui like they don't like it stylistically because it's kind of kind of futuristic it's not really i think better questing's default theme is more um you know it looks more like from medieval ages with the browns yeah. and all that it looks like it was more on paper than it was on like a i don't know a tablet or whatever yeah i kind of wanted to go with the whole minimalistic future style not sure really but yeah that's just kind of how i made it
0: yeah I, I feel you yeah it it definitely has a different aesthetic and a different um style to it obviously it's the same sort of idea but it has a new coat of paint, and I and I appreciate that because I when I was talking to um I think it was King Lemming when he was on, um and he was talking about the thermal series like he sort of had the same mm-hmm. ideas that he he makes things for him to play and he doesn't really care, or obviously he takes in community insight but um he yeah, he, yeah. he 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 makes it for him to play and um and I think people like that mod because there's of course there's a thousand different tech mods but. People that like thermal expansion like the aesthetics, like the 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 uh, I don't know the intuitiveness of it, the interface, like whatever, whatever yeah, makes you go well, to it. I absolutely love thermal mods. What was that? I absolutely love thermal mods. Yeah, and actually, um, that's pretty funny because I assumed you did because I, I I can kind of see the aesthetic similarities and in, and in inspirations from both. It's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Just like it's the... also. Um, like,
1: I've spoken with Lemming before about some weirdness uh, I found in his mod. You know, I thought, wait, this is, this is dumb. Why would you ever make this? And then I talked to Lemming, and he basically explained this. And I was just amazed. I was like, wait, this is great. I'm going to do that too now. Like, he was, I think what he did was he only ticks his tile entities on server side, and he removes the tile entity from client side list manually which i thought was very dumb idea but it's not and it does wonders for performance
0: yeah and the, yeah he's exactly another person who's very um optimization very minded at,
1: like, optimizing. Yeah. oh yeah
0: yeah i mean back when i had like horrible internet and a bad computer i would use those cuz it didn't have i mean i remember when dynamos weren't even uh, animated and i appreciated that or at least there was like a setting to not make them animated cuz it would like yeah. kill yeah. my my crappy amd gpu that i had back in the day so <laughs> so stuff yeah. like that you know like going above and beyond is is really cool and i and i think a lot of people look at you and and kind of see the same thing so but uh I yeah so. I, I i think so i think so but um i appreciate you coming on man um if you do you have anything to, to promote right now you can pimp something out oh i don't know <laughs> um i'm not really uh type to promote my own stuff do you have like social media or something i can i gotta put up a thing at the bottom
1: oh you you can put my discord server maybe that's all i really care about i don't i don't even go to twitter anymore
0: okay that's fair yeah check them out i mean that's that's how we discuss things and and um i mean you're you're always good conversation and uh and i appreciate that uh, you're in our community man thank you thanks for being on oh you're welcome thank you for inviting me